Welcome to another Kingdom Community Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. This is my kind of meeting, man. Woo! Come on, Jesus! <laughs> I'm just going to release a word real quick in 1 Kings chapter 18. <laughs> Oh, some people are going to get drunk up in here tonight. How many of you like drinking? You like drinking? Yeah? Lift your hands. Father, fill it up right now in Jesus' name. Right now, Lord. Holy Ghost wine. Drunk as a skunk. Drunk as a skunk. Overflow, overflow. Overflow right now, right now. Who else wants some wine? Lord, in the name of Jesus, I ask that the angels come with vats right now, filled with Holy Ghost Ikatosha wine. (laughs) In the name of Jesus, Father, a sort of wine that will lift all of the pressure and the heavy burdens off your people. In the name of Jesus, whack them, Holy Spirit, right now. Whack them. (laughs) Say, ha, 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 devil. (laughs) Ha, 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 devil. Right now, Lord, overflow, overflow. Jesus, right now, right now, right now. Drunk as a skunk. Let them carry you home, Lord. In Jesus' name. Drink, 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 drink. More Holy Spirit. More, 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 more. <laughs> Woo! Hare sakerada sedadawa. I'm getting drunk here. Oh! More drunk as a skunk. Man, take it, take it, take it. Hey! Jesus! Iradaba sheke, iradabosha. <laughs> Woo! Ha ha, devil. Ha ha. Ha ha. Oh, feels good. Really? <laughs> yes. But I got a problem. You're not drunk enough. Oh, okay. I like okay, so, Lord, I ask for the spirit without measure. Somebody stand behind her right now. Okay, use her as an example, Holy Spirit, of what it means to really be drunk. Drunk, drunk. Whack her, Holy Spirit. Drink. Open your mouth. Drink. <laughs> More, Lord. More, Lord. Not good enough, Holy Ghost. I want her rolling on the floor. I want her rolling on the floor, God. Break off every heavy burden right now. More wine. More wine. More wine. That lady, yeah? Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Do it, Holy Ghost. Three of you, lift your hands. Yeah, 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 you. Right now, whack them, Holy Spirit. Drunk as a skunk in the name of Jesus. You got to bring your sound guy here. Okay, you, all three of you, just come. Okay. Come on, girl. You cried for God to use you. Tonight's the night. Come on, let's go. Let's go. It's revival right here. You said, God, fill me up. Use me, use me. All right, well, you, it's time for you to lay hands. No, yeah, you, you need to do this properly, girl. The nations are watching you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, lay hands. Impart the glory. The wine of the Holy Spirit right now. Right now, right now. There we go. There we go. Hallelujah. You're leaving your revivalist. Lay your hands upon that belly. More, Lord. More, 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 more. Come on. So, okay, he needs the most. Like we're giving you a whole barrel, dude. Lay your hands on his tummy. On his tummy. Break discouragement. Break oppression and depression right now. Joy, 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 joy. Ha, ha, ha. No, 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 Let it flow. Healing water. Healing water. Healing water. Healing water. Healing water. Let it bubble up, bubble up, bubble up, bubble up to overflow. Bubble up to overflow. Bubble up to overflow. I speak to your heart. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Open your mouth and take some. Drink. Man, it's good wine. This is good wine. Father, whack him drunk as a skunk. Lord, let the joy of the Lord break off oppression right now. In the name of Jesus. This is awakening. More, Lord. This is awakening, man. You see, guys, I told you it's fun serving the Lord. <laughs> okay, we're getting some interesting moves here. I think this dude's like ballet move or something going on. <laughs> Pastor Debbie, come here. Come here. Give them some. Give them some wine. Drink, 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 drink. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I can't take you anywhere. Thank you, Jesus. It's awesome, right? Yeah, just break off every heavy burden tonight, God. Break it off, break it off with your joy, with your joy, with your joy. Okay, while they're getting whacked, I'm going to continue with the message. So God says it's time for awakening. 
Fill them up, Father. Fill them up. Let them experience your true spirit. Okay, I'm just going to wait until he's done with this and then I'm going to move on. Man, the fire of God is falling in this room right now. Holy fire. <laughs> Holy fire. Thank you, Jesus. So in 1 Kings chapter 18, Elijah makes a decision to demonstrate awakening. Okay, you're going to have to just let them pass out now, Holy Ghost, so that I can preach. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Can every person that gave their heart back to Jesus tonight in this room stand up? You made a decision to accept Jesus tonight. You made right. Just stand up. Thank you. Stand up. I want you guys to go crazy with the angels in heaven. Come on, Jesus! Yeah! 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 Thank you, Lord! Thank you, Lord! Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party because a Holy Ghost party is boom, boom! Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party because a Holy Ghost party is boom, boom! Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party because a Holy Ghost party goes boom, boom! Hey! Thank you, Father, for every soul that came into the kingdom tonight. You radical, you awesome Holy Spirit. Yeah! Yeah! Let's just do like a dance for Jesus just for a few minutes. I'm gonna dance. I'm gonna dance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Praise is a weapon. Praise is a weapon. Praise is a weapon. Praise is a weapon. Your praise is a weapon. Your praise is a weapon. Your praise is a weapon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody in the house go, Jesus. 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 Oh, Jesus. Everybody in the house go, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, if you are just so overwhelmed by what God did, lift up a Holy Ghost praise right now to heaven. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah.
I need to just give you guys a small scripture. I promise I'm going to end right now. Listen to me for five minutes and I'll be done. God is calling the nations, listen, to awakening. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up to what? Wake up to his fire. Wake up to his glory. Wake up in your prayer. Hey, you missed the party, girl. They want the party? Okay, okay, okay. Oh, shame, man. Jesus. Whack them as well, Lord. In Jesus' name. God is shaking the nations right now. Haggai, <laughs> Haggai chapter 2 says... Haggai 2, and I will shake the nations. Five minutes and I'm done. I hope. And the desired of nations shall come. And the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the glory of the former house. What house? This house. Say this house. Some of you saying, hey, when I look back at what life used to be like, and I look at that former glory, and I'm thinking, man, can I go back there? Can I go back there? And God is saying, I've got greater in store for you. What you had is nothing in comparison to what's coming. There's a greater glory. There's greater joy, greater authority, greater power, greater fire than what you had before. God is shaking the nations right now, guys. You know the earthquakes that's happening around the world? Give me five minutes, guys, and, and I will release you to be crazy, I promise. You know the earthquakes that's happening around the world right now? It's a shaking. But the shaking, listen, will bring an awakening, says the Lord. I'm shaking the nations. I'm shaking your life right now. So that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. But I'm not shaking it to torture you. I'm not shaking it to torment you. I'm shaking it to awaken you. To my love. So in 1 Kings chapter 18, the Lord gives us the strategy for awakening. Elijah decides that he's going to summon the false prophets to a high place. Say high place. If you read 1 Kings chapter 18, it tells you that Elijah summons the false prophets to Mount Carmel. A high place. Why? You ever watch an eagle eat a snake? That eagle picks a snake up off the ground and begins to fly to a particular height where the snake is immobilized. And then it consumes it. You see, you can't fight a snake at an earthly dimension. Some of us are fighting from earth to heaven. 
We're fighting serpent spirits. We're fighting demonic spirits. And we're not getting the power and the authority because you're fighting it at its own dimension and territory. God's taking you up to a higher dimension. Revelation 4 verse 1 says, come up here, up where? To heaven. The Bible says that you and I are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, far above principalities and powers. So the eagle picks up the snake and flies to a height where the snake is paralyzed. Then it takes it out. And God is saying, you and I, to overcome some of the situations in our lives, we're going to have to do some fasting. We're going to have to do some prayer. We're going to have to do some worship, but not at this level, man. Don't pray from earth to heaven. Come up to heaven. How? Through Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. So you and I can actually escape this realm that we see right here and enter a heavenly realm and begin to take out those spirits at a heavenly dimension. Eagles eat snakes. So Elijah calls these prophets to a high place because he understands the principle. And Elijah says, listen, I'm going to bring an awakening in Israel. I'm going to call for the fire, and then I'm going to call for the glory. The strategy for awakening is let the wind blow. Let the fire fall. Let the glory come down. And the way you do that is found in 1 Kings chapter 18, the full strategy for awakening. The first thing that Elijah does before he calls for fire from heaven, the Bible says, and Elijah restored or repaired the broken altar of God. What altar? So what God's saying is the awakening can't come in your church. Awakening can't come in your community. Awakening can't come in your city and your nation until you restore the broken altar. What altar? It's found in what he does next. Elijah picks up 12 stones, rocks. One rock representing every tribe of Israel. And he begins to build an altar. You know what God is saying right there? For you to receive a rain of fire, restore the altar of unity. Every tribe of Israel was represented. The black tribe, the white tribe, the Chinese tribe, the Indian tribe, the Australian tribe, the South African tribe, the fivefold, the worshipers, the intercessors. God is saying to you and I, awakening comes on an altar of unity. If we got an issue with somebody or some people group, we better just sort it out right now. Because if you don't, you can't partake in awakening. Because God is busy restoring the broken altar. The altar of unity. Unity is the foundation upon which awakening comes. And fire only falls where an altar of unity exists. So if you want to experience a fire of God in the church and you've got a problem with your brother or your sister, sort it out. Because unless there's unity in my house, the fire can fall. Are you hearing me, somebody? Unless there's unity in the body of Christ, my fire can fall. Unless there's unity in Sydney, my fire can fall. 
Unless there's unity in Australia, my fire can fall. So you can pray and you can worship and you can fast. But if you don't have an altar of unity, no fire's coming. And that is why we've seen pockets of revival. Revival bursts out here and it dies down. Revival bursts up here and we die down. And we see a little fire here and it dies out. And we see a little fire here and it dies out. Why? The broken altar of the Lord has not been restored in the house of God. Restore the altar of unity and it starts with you and me. I've got to unite with my brothers and my sisters. i got to carry unity and honor in my heart first. Unity is the foundation of awakening. And honor is the platform for the supernatural. If you have dishonor towards people, no glory will show up. Jesus was dishonored in his hometown. The son of the living God could not perform one miracle. Why? Dishonor. So we want to dishonor our leaders and one another in the house of the Lord and then we expect the glory to show up? Wasting your time. Hear God. You want revival? You want awakening? Unite. Unite with other churches, other denominations, with other racial groups, with each other. You don't have to like me, but you are commanded to love me. Think about that statement. You see, there's perfect love that casts out all fear. It's unconditional. Like, man, I don't like your breath, but bless you. I'm going to pray for you if you're down, dude. Can we get real in the house of the Lord? The church is praying for revival, and the Lord said to me, you know who's holding back revival, Belinda? I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me take it out. I said, the church is holding back revival. My church. Why? And then he took me to 1 Kings 18. And he said, my altar is still broken in the house of the Lord. Because every tribe and every tongue is not represented. Because brothers and sisters are disunited in my house. In communities, in cities, and in nations. So I'm calling my people to build an altar of unity. And then when they do, they can call for fire. And I'm talking about the little trickles of fire we've experienced. I'm talking about the fire that laps and consumes everything the way it did in 1 Kings 18. That fire lapped up the water, the rocks, even the dust. That sort of fire only comes where there's unity. Beloved child of God, unity is not about us 100,000 gathering in the stadium in Melbourne. That's not unity. How do I know? Because I can be next to you in that stadium of 100,000. I love God, but I hate you. I got issues in my heart, jealousy in my heart, contention in my heart. Unity is not about a people gathered in one place. Unity is about when I have the ability to see past your exterior, your tattoos, whatever. And I look into your spirit. And I see Jesus Christ. And the Christ in me recognizes the Christ in you. So I don't see your color. I don't see your weight. I don't see your height. I don't see your social class. I don't see your culture. I only see Jesus. 
That's unity. Say, God, I hear you. So if you really want unity, you got to pray, God, let me look past the exterior. And let me connect spirit to spirit. That's why Jesus said, Father, make them one as you and I are one. True unity can only be established spiritually. When I met Pastor Debbie, I didn't look at the exterior, at the size of a church. No, no. I looked straight into her spirit, man. The same with Sheik, the same with Paul, and every other person that I encounter. Because if I'm going to look at what's here, my stereotypes and judgments are going to come into play. But when I look there, all I see is Jesus. And because I see Jesus, all I can do is love and honor you. Because when I dishonor you, I dishonor him. When I speak against you, I speak against him. Are you hearing me, somebody? That's how true unity is going to come. I'll never be able to accuse or slander my brother and sister again. Even if they're wrong, I'll take it to the Father and leave it there. But I cannot talk against you because then I'm talking against God. Build me an altar of unity and my fire will fall. And after the fire falls, Elijah takes out the false prophets at a place called the Kishon River. The Kishon River is a river made up of several streams. Listen to this that flow from seven mountains in Israel. Picture the several mountains with the streams coming together at a river called Kishon. The political mountain, the education mountain, the spiritual mountain, the mountain of the apostolic and the stream of the apostolic, the prophetic, the stream of worship, the stream of intercession. Are you getting me? And all these streams begin to flow down into a valley. And they meet at a river called Kishon. You see, true awakening is not about multiple streams. It's about one rushing river of God's glory. Where all the streams come together. God is not about one person or one ministry. He's about the corporate man. The body of Christ. Where the apostolic can come together with the prophetic and the worshipers and the intercessors. And we all come together. Multiple streams into a righty, rushing torrent of the glory of God. And there the enemy is destroyed. Because in Israel, the Kishon River is known as the river of slaughter. Not for us, for the enemy. And what's so powerful is the enemy is taken out at the river of unity. Where all the streams come together. I hope you hear God tonight. It's not about more fasting and praying to bring awakening. We haven't repaired the broken altar of God. We holding it back. We holding back the move. Because we are disunited and we dishonor each other. But tonight on behalf of the body of Christ in Sydney, we're going to repent before God. We're going to say, Lord, let it start with me. I want to rebuild the broken altar. I want unity. I want honor in my heart. And then spread it everywhere you go. And when this altar is restored, the fire is going to fall. And the false move of God is going to be taken out.
Everything that burns is not God's blue flame. Every fire out there is not God. Every prophet out there is not God. Every apostle out there is not God. All of the miracle signs and wonders out there is not God. There are false fires burning. My sheep know my voice. Only when you connect it to the source will you know if that is him or not. And that's why many, the Bible says in the last days, even the elect will be deceived. Because they're going to be following the signs, the wonders, and the wrong voice. Because they don't know his voice. Build me an altar of unity, and my fire will fall. And immediately after he built the altar of unity and the fire of God came, you know what happens next? He says to Ahab, hey, get in your chariot, your man-made power and authority systems. Go take a ride, man, because the glory is coming. Here comes the rain. The rain represents the glory. In September last year in the Blue Mountains of Sydney, an angel appeared to me. It was the winds of change angel. And the Lord said, this angel accompanies every awakening and move of God with Smith Wigglesworth, uh, Catherine Kuhlman, John G. Lake, all these guys, that angel showed up. They said, the angel's ready. I'm waiting for my people to get in line. And he said, now watch. And I looked outside on the mountain, and he said, do you see the wind? I said, yes, Father. He said, Belinda, what is the wind? I said, according to Ezekiel 37, the wind is your spirit. He said, that's right. What is the purpose of the wind? I said, I don't know. He said, watch. And I saw the wind start moving the clouds together. He said, do you see that? I said, yes, Father. He said, what are the clouds? I said, that's your glory. He said, that's right. He said, now watch what happens next. He said, declare to the, to the heavens that the rain is coming. So I obeyed. And I lifted my hands to the heavens and I declared that word in 1 Kings 18. And I said, the rain is coming. And you guys had a, a drought. It hadn't rained for months. Your dams were empty. And in a little cabin on a mountain, a woman that's not known simply obeyed God. And there were others like me and began to call for the rain. The next day, it started storming in Sydney. You see, the wind of God is the spirit of God. And the way you release the wind of God is when there's hunger. Wherever there's a people on earth who's hungry and contending for him, it moves the Holy Spirit from heaven and he comes shoo, like a mighty rushing wind the way he did in Pentecost. It was the hunger of the guys in the room that caused the Holy Spirit to come like a mighty rushing And then the wind begins to gather the clouds. The clouds are the glory of God. And the wind will shift the clouds in the direction of the hunger. So here comes the Holy Spirit wind and moving these clouds of glory. Where there's a people in Cardiff who are hungry for God. And those clouds show up in, above this place. And we build an altar called unity. And first comes the fire. And then comes the rain, the rain of his glory. And the clouds burst open, and the rain of God's glory begins to fall. First, the fire will consecrate, sanctify, and prepare our hearts, because if we haven't been prepared, the glory will kill us. That's why he said to 
to Moses, no man can see my glory and live. Because we need to be holy vessels to see and experience the true glory of God. So his fire comes to sanctify and prepare our hearts. And then the rain of his glory comes. And we begin to encounter the cloud. And we begin to see angels. And we begin to experience heaven on earth. Build me an altar. I'm giving you a strategy for awakening. Let the wind blow. Let the fire fall. Let the glory come down. Let the wind blow. Um, Ezekiel 37. Let the fire fall. 1 Kings 18. Let the glory come down. Haggai 2. Build me an altar of unity. Then build me an altar of prayer and repentance. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways and pray, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Build me an altar of worship. Transformational shifts happen where altars of worship has been built. Go and check out when Solomon built an altar of worship. Check out when David built an altar of worship. Entire nations were shifted. Build me an altar of unity. Build me an altar of prayer. Build me an altar of worship. And finally, build me an altar of giving. Awakening has four altars. Worship, unity, prayer, giving. Why giving? Crucifies greed and lust. And it releases emancipation. Give me a scriptural reference, okay? In the book of Exodus. The Egyptians prayed and prayed and prayed for God to release them of oppression. But they were not released by Egypt. Um, Pharaoh refused to let them go until they built an altar and sacrificed the lamb. Are you hearing me? They prayed for how many years freedom didn't come? Until they placed the sacrifice upon an altar. They had to give. And you know what happened? The Bible says in the book of Exodus, after they placed that sacrifice on the altar, the Egyptians were favorably disposed towards the Israelites, and listen to this, gave them anything they wanted. You ain't hearing me. The wealth of the wicked is waiting to come into your hands, people of God. The Bible says that the wealth of the wicked will be transferred. Not maybe, not sometimes. Well, what's holding it back? The altar of giving. Until you learn what sacrificial giving and obedient giving is, financial emancipation cannot come. But when you build that sacrifice... In obedience to God, you're going to be emancipated from slavery and oppression to Pharaoh and the spirit of Babylon. And provision will come. They walked out of slavery with gold, with silver, with jewels. I'm talking about slaves. The Egyptians lost their mind and gave them whatever they wanted to get rid of them. God is telling you, build me an altar of giving. And your enemy is going to bless you. It's happening in my life right now. People give me stuff and I don't even know why I'm doing this. And I say, mm-hmm, I know. 
My father got something to do with it. Even your enemies will bless you. Favor will follow you. It's going to chase after you when you have built him an altar of giving in your life. I'm going to stop right here. I've given you the strategy for awakening in your community, in your region, in your city, and in your nation. Now, he can send another prophet six months from now, next tomorrow. And between now and then, what happens depends on your obedience. Because prophets have been coming for a hundred years, but the church has not always been obedient. And God is saying, in this season, I'm calling for my house. The level of obedience must match their level of faith. Process that statement. Your level of obedience must match your level of faith. And you'll see manifestation. Stand with me in the house of the Lord. Father, I thank you. For every soul that came into your kingdom, thank you for the joy of the Lord. Thank you for every healing miracle, for every heart that was healed. Lord, thank you. You deserve the honor, the glory. I had nothing to do with it. It was all you. And I honor you and love you and bless you. Blow kisses to you for what you did yet tonight. Father, revelation brings emancipation and freedom. But there's something between revelation and manifestation of the revelation, and it's called activation and obedience. And right now, I release a spirit of obedience upon your people. That those who have heard the word of the Lord will take it and run with it, obey it, and apply it. I release in your life an altar of unity. I release in your life an altar of prayer, an altar of worship, and an altar of giving. I release over your life a culture of honor because that is the culture of heaven. Guys, we call to a royal army. You royalty. There's royal blood running through your veins. And the kingdom of God has a culture and it's called honor. I release that upon your people tonight and I pray that this word will really begin to move in their hearts until it becomes one with them. Bring awakening in their personal lives. Bring awakening in this church. Bring awakening in this community in Cardiff, in Sydney, in Australia. It is time, Lord. So I speak a prophetic blessing upon every one of you. And I decree over you, lift your hands. Lift your hands. The Lord bless you. This word in the mouth of someone who has a revelatory understanding is powerful. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and give you peace. The Lord prosper you in all of your ways. The Lord restore you and renew you and revive you and refresh you. The Lord lift you up to a position of affluence and influence. The Lord use you for the extension of His kingdom. I release upon you the fire of awakening. 
I release upon you the glory of awakening. I release upon you the scepter of authority that you leave this building and begin to manifest everything you heard. I release upon you an Amos 9.13 blessing. I decree over every one of you that in this season, the reaper will overtake the sower. I release multiple harvests in your life. Crop, no crop failure, no spiritual abortion. Harvest upon harvest upon harvest, breakthrough upon breakthrough upon breakthrough, healing upon healing upon healing. In the name of Jesus, this word will manifest in your life, for God has spoken it. And I seal this in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the precious Holy Spirit of God. If you believe that, give God a holy praise. Thanks for listening. This has been another Kingdom Community Church podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, go to www.kingdomcc.com.au.